Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. Hello, good Saturday afternoon to you with Brendan Tobin. I am Sean Levine. It's fight night here on the BetQL Network. Coming up tonight, the main event, Bobby Green on two weeks notice. Coming in at a plus 660. So if you want to get paid underdog money tonight, taking on Islam Makachev, Islam the heavy favorite, you're going to have to pay for it. Minus 900 right now. Speaking of Islam, is he in line for the belt if he wins this fight? Well... We'll talk to him right here on Tapped Out coming up about 30, 45 minutes from now. So stay tuned to Tapped Out. But right now, let's go ahead and weigh in on tonight's main event. Islam, a big favorite against Bobby Green. Look, this is the kind of thing where I think a lot of people are going to bet on Bobby Green because, one, they just saw him. Two, they like him. And three, anytime you can get seven to one on your money in a main event, Brandon, that sounds pretty good to me. He also talks a great game too. Like Doesn't he's he? uh, typical. Just like this week, he goes, "Islam is boring. I'm not even here to win. I'm here to be entertaining." Like if you're not rooting for Bobby Green going into this, I mean, you gotta probably be in Khabib's corner, I guess, and you just want to see like the next generation or whatever. But uh, yeah, he makes it hard not to root for him. And it, it is, it's tough. Like you see a guy like Islam, and you see it, how many main events do we see with odds like this, where it's minus one thousand for the favorite? Like not many. And, you know, the, that's not UFC's typical night. This is a very almost like a boxing kind of night for UFC because they have a card that's, you know, I, I'll be I'll be nice and say thin. And they have one guy who's kind of there. Hey, this is our guy, Islam Makachev. Maybe he's going to be fighting for the title. That's what you're tuning in for tonight. And also, by the way, the odds are very lopsided. Enjoy tonight. And so, why, do you think it, why do you think it ultimately ended up being Bobby Green? Because there were literally a dozen guys ranked ahead of him that it feel like said no to the fight or already had yeah. a fight lined up. Are they just scared of Islam? That's what the word, the word was. I think they said they had three ranked guys turn down the fight on that yeah. short of notice. And yeah, I think that, and I look, it, it's tough because you know, you these things are, they, they don't go away. It is tough to build yourself back up and Bobby Green, He's in very much a – he's got nothing to lose. He's not ranked. And if he does win, then all of a sudden you, you're like – you're going to be burst right into the ranks. We've seen how quick that can go for a guy like Tai Tuivasa. Bobby Green's certainly been around much longer than that. But, um, you know, this this could definitely be a game changer for him if he gets the win tonight. That would also be three in a row, BT, because he knocked out Al Iaquinta. He took care of Nasrat two weeks ago. And now if he can take care of Islam Makachev, that's not just – a triple crown right there. That's three beasts. We're talking fighting here on Tapped Out on the BetQL Network. So that's what it would mean to Bobby Green to pull off the upset. What does a win for Islam mean against a guy that not a lot of people were necessarily looking forward to him fighting considering we thought we were going to see Benil Daryush? Yeah, I think that he's probably still in line for the title if he gets a win and he looks dominant because I do think people respect him as a title contender. Kind of reminds you like a little bit of what Leon Edwards is going through where you're like, hey, you want him to win, but you also want him to be impressive. 
All right, Leon wasn't exactly impressive against Nate Diaz, but he still got the win. Still looks like he's going to get his title shot. So I think that's probably where Islam's at uh, one way or another, just getting the W tonight. But it certainly isn't the absolute number one contender fight that we were looking forward to between him and Daryush. Like that would have been, hey, no questions asked. Whoever comes out of this is going to be next in line for the title. I do think there's a little bit more pressure on him to be impressive tonight, especially when Bobby Green is calling you out for being a boring fighter. Okay, can he go out there? Can he go get one of those six submissions? Can he absolutely dominate and show that he is that next guy in line? And you know that he's been uh, he's had his eyes set on Charles Oliveira. He's like, that's the guy I want to take the title from. Kind of is a boring fighter. He's also a dominant fighter when you talk about Islam Makachev. By the way, Islam's going to join the show coming up in a little while here on the BetQL Network. So we're going to break things down with half of tonight's main event. But if you think about it, Half of his fights have ended in submission. The other ones that have gone to the cards have gone his way, but haven't necessarily been very exciting, which does that sound like another dominant wrestler that you've heard of with some pretty good facial hair himself named Khabib Nurmagomedov? Do you think the comparisons at least early on in his career are fair? Um, I think that I, I think it's interesting because Khabib had so many had a lot of drama surrounding him with injuries, missed weight cuts. I almost feel like Islam's kind of just stayed the course almost easier than Habib has. There's a lot of like tumultuous times during Habib's career where he was, everybody thought that he was title good, but a lot of stuff, whether it be Conor McGregor going off to box or the Tony Ferguson drama that, that happened that it took him a while to probably get to where people thought he was ultimately going to go. Islam, I think is probably going to get there a lot easier if he's able to get this win tonight. So I think as far as the question is, is he, is it worthy I don't know. I don't necessarily know if he's gone through the gauntlet yet of a lightweight division that his uh, his 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 boy has. I thought I think when Habib was the the king and he got to one fifty five, I think that's probably as good as that division, maybe a division's ever been in the UFC. Uh, I don't know if that's that right now. So I, I don't think it's probably fair to put him in that class yet. Toward the end, Khabib's run was ridiculous. Where it was I'm trying to do it backwards? Gaethje, Poirier, McGregor. Help me out here, BT. Gaethje, Poirier, McGregor, Al were those last four fights? Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. And, and, and he dominated. What and he was getting lost. better. Yeah, like he was getting better as it goes. Like it's almost a crime that he left when he did because it felt like his fights were were getting more entertaining. He was becoming more dominant. It was almost like, all right, this boring wrestling style, which yeah, it can be a snooze fest from time to time. He was almost coming into his own and was almost psyching a, a guy like Gaethje who doesn't get mentally worn at all felt like he had no shot going in that fight. Like it was like he wilted immediately against Habib and then we never got to see him again. Like it, 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 So you hope if Islam is in that class, like maybe we will get the elongated run that we didn't get with Nurmagomedov. Ultimately, it's funny you say that because I think Khabib knew that also, that he was so dominant and that he, guys say they want a challenge, but they really don't. In life, you want the easiest path, not the most difficult. Khabib wanted the toughest and he got it and he dominated. And I feel like, like what you just said about Gaethje, I mean, he came into that fight as almost a two-and-a-half-to-one favorite, and he should have been a ten-to-one favorite because there was no chance that he was going to lose that fight. Speaking of odds in the co-main, we got Misha, Shur- uh, Misha Surkinov, easy for me to say, taking on maybe the dude with the best name in all of fighting right now, Wellington Terman. You can get plus 108 money on Wellington. Misha, you're going to have to pay minus 130. Surkinov, two in four in the last six, 0 oh and two in the last two fights, including a loss to Johnny Walker. And we all saw that video game knockout that happened to Johnny Walker last Saturday night. What are you thinking about this one? By the way, 
Thurman just coming out off a win against uh, Sam Alvey. So he's feeling pretty good about himself. Yeah, I mean, I like Wellington in this one, especially like for the number you're getting. Like he's the he's kind of the young buck going into this as, as uh, you know, people know Misha and he's a veteran. He's gone down and made this move to middleweight as uh, after having what he had at, uh, at at light heavyweight for a long time and was uh, was that definitely it took on a tough schedule. Like it's taken on a lot of guys who are very, very talented. But I do think with Wellington, you, you, it's always a trial. You don't know how guys are going to take that that leaning down to a certain division. It's a big drop too, like 205 to 185. So it didn't go great for Misha's debut. He didn't get the win. And I think for Wellington, you're thinking to yourself, all right, I got a, I got a vet on here. I got a tough guy. I'm going to be in a big spot. Everybody's going to be tuning in to see what Islam can do. I, I think for Wellington, this is a, uh, this is a really, really great opportunity for him. Hey, real quick. Let's talk some real world stuff here for a second. Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine tapped out here on the BetQL network. While you're talking about big guys, did you see the Volkov Aspinall fights in a little bit of danger right now? Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, this is a, a very, very tumultuous week, obviously, with what's going on with uh, with Russia and Ukraine, and you know, it, it's been interesting as, as fight fans seeing all the the ties because we have seen what the Klitschko's are doing right now. Vitaly Klitschko's the mayor of the capital there. His brother Vladimir is going over there, taking up arms. Usyk. He left training in England. He's supposed to be getting ready to defend his title, going to be the biggest money fight of his career. And now he's boots on the ground back in Ukraine as well. Um, so you don't think about these consequences. You kind of just think, oh, the, the world rolls on. And it's, all, it's half a world away. And it's pretty crazy to see what these guys are going through right now, especially I would say a guy like Usyk, who is uh, really supposed to be in the most fruitful time of his career. And here he is. He's, you know, if not taking it up arms is trying to, to build morale and trying to stop war and all that type of stuff. It's, it's a really, really noble cause uh, as a representative of the world champion, you know, it is crazy when you talk about, you know, there's fighting and then there's actual fighting and yeah, obviously there's bigger things than these guys not being able to fight or not being able to train going on with all this whole situation overseas. Uh, speaking of overseas, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Darren Till maybe the most overrated fighter in the UFC, in my opinion, thinks that Tom Aspinall is the next big Brit. If I said that it's Till, Aspinall, Leon, or let's go ahead and throw Patty Pimblett in there, pick your Brit is the name of the game. Who are you taking? I like this game. Uh, I'm going to go with Patty Pimblett. I think he's got – Patty! You know, Patty's got that that lineage uh, from that European promotion coming on over. Um, I think he talks the best game out of all of them. I think he's hilarious. I think uh, Leon – you know, I, I, we'll see. Leon's going to have the opportunity right here when, he, you know, whenever Kamara gets healthy. And I saw him this week on, uh, what was it, UFC Tonight. He's saying, you know, he's he's on the mend. And hopefully he'll be back maybe sometime in the summer from that hand surgery. But, you know, Leon's lost to Kamara. So I don't know if I have a lot of faith in it. I think I think Patty Pimblett is uh, is my pick there out of all those guys. I know you're uh, – but you, I know you, you're, you're a big Aspinall guy. Huge Aspinall guy. I think also he's the one most likely that I just listed to actually have the belt. And part of that is the weight class that he fights at. But Darren Till, been there, done that. Leon, he's right on the cusp. But does anybody really think he can beat Usman? And Patty Pimblett, as much as I love me some Patty, he's still several fights away. He's got to take the Sean O'Malley train, which they'll, it'll get you to where you're going. But it's kind of a slow track. So, yeah, I'm taking Tom Aspinall. That's my guy. Brendan Tobin, also my guy, Sean Levine here in Kansas City, producer Jake out in Philly, and you, wherever you're listening right now on the BetQL Network, a special shout-out to those looking at our pretty mugs on twitch.com backslash BetQL and everybody checking us out on the Odyssey app. 
Henry Cejudo, Triple C, came out with his top five UFC fighters of all time. And it feels like in most sports, there's kind of a agreement among the experts, amongst the talking heads. This guy's got to be there. This guy's got to be there. But you can argue if he should be number three, number five, number two. In the case of the UFC, man, you can ask five people that know what they're talking about and get five completely different answers. So here's what Triple C said. He had GSP at five, himself at four, uh? Anderson Silva at three, Demetrius Johnson at two, and he had John Jones at one. So I took the liberty to come up with my own list. But before that, I find this list to be kind of ridiculous. You say really? otherwise. Yeah, I, I mean, come I on, bro. A, like, well, like, I think this is the thing ahead. I find weird about the list. I know he's the king of cringe, but the thing that I find strange about it is I don't really have a problem with those other four guys that are up there. But the thing that I look at them and I say, well, what stands out about them is longevity. And all the other four guys in that list, they all had long title reigns. They were kings of the division for a very long time. I know that he split it with, uh, with Demetrius with a very close decision win by him to get the belt and then got TKO'd by Demetrius earlier in his career. But yeah, Triple C, like, he kind of won both belts. It was awesome. But then it was just he just dipped. It was over. Hold so, on. Hold on. Hold on. Am I crazy, or did John Jones not take a break and come back multiple times? Did GSP not take a break and come back and have a second act? I think that's why, for Henry Cejudo, can we judge him? Break? Hold on. Yeah. He took a, he took a break. He, he after, I mean, after he cleaned out the division twice? I'm not comparing the two. I think it's ridiculous. One, that he would have GSP did. at five. It's crazy that he has GSP that low. It's crazy he has himself on this list at all. And we all know what he's doing there with DJs, throwing him a bone because he knows that if he puts him higher than himself on the list, it's going to make him look better because he took out that guy. That's a ridiculous list. Let me show you how it's done, Triple C. At number five, Conor McGregor. Now, hear me out here for a second. I know he has zero title defenses, but... Remember at the beginning, most of the time, you kind of get the easy guys at the beginning, especially for a guy that the UFC really believes in. This guy was thrown right to the wolves with Max Holloway, Dustin Poirier, and then it was Chad Mendez, Aldo, Eddie, Nate, every one of those guys in their primes. I got Connor at number five. Number four, Anderson the Spider Silva. It feels like this guy, when he's concentrating and not messing around, is basically undefeated in the octagon. 10 separate title defenses at number three. And I don't know how Triple C left this guy off his list because a lot of people think he's the greatest of all time. We were just talking about him. How about Khabib Nurmagomedov? Only lost one round, really, in his entire career and finished 29-0 and 0 at number two. John Bones Jones, 11, count him, 11 title defenses, of course, Kind of got the asterisks because he's got the stuff. I'm not talking about the 12 to 6. I'm talking about all the outside the octagon stuff. And then at number one, George St. Pierre. Count them, BT. Nine separate title defenses along the way took out Michael Bisbing, Johnny Hendricks, Nick Diaz, Carlos Condit, Jake Shields, Josh Koscheck, BJ Hughes twice, Matthews twice, Frank Trigg, Sean Shirk, and a bunch of other dudes. Tell me that my list isn't better, and tell me that George St. Pierre isn't number one. I mean, it's better because it doesn't have Henry Cejudo on it, and you replaced it with Habib, so I guess that is a is a better list. And then you have Connor instead of Mighty Mouse. So those are the two that you're you're arguing on there. I mean, Connor is a very fascinating because he's just so important to the sport. Like, it, I, I think it also goes by, has he done so much for the sport that 
the title defense thing doesn't matter as much because you know that he was gunning for a second title. So it shouldn't it should be held against him as much. But it's not a bad list. I'm okay with your list. Coming up in a little while, you'll hear from Islam Makachev when he joins us here on Tapped Out. But before that, we're going to break down next week's card. UFC 272 main event, Masvidal and Covington. We'll give you all the odds right here on the BetQL Network. <laughs> 